Hello again. This is your host, Rabbi Israel Fellner, with another podcast of Comments and Commentaries. This week, we learn about the assembly of the tabernacle in the wilderness under Moses' tutelage and the children of Israel's generosity. This one is called Assembly Required. There's a wonderful cartoon which shows an applicant for an IKEA job entering the employment office for an interview. On the floor are parts and pieces of a chair in need of assembly. The man behind the desk tells the applicant, take a seat. The cartoon needs no explanation. Anyone who has had experience with chairs, cribs, tables, bookshelves, and other sundry furnishings requiring assembly knows exactly what it is like to see what seems like endless bolts, screws, planks, boards, and sockets, together with the multi-page booklet which looks as though it had been written in a foreign language. Some of us are better at assembly than others, but it is daunting. Once done, however, the feeling of satisfaction seeps in. If we do it well, the members of our household bless us for completing the work, and then we may promise ourselves never to do it again. In this week's Torah portion, there is a similar scene. The Torah tells us, Then they, the children of Israel, brought the tabernacle to Moses with the tent and all of its furnishings, its clasps, its planks, its bars, its posts, and its sockets. Exodus chapter 39, verse 33. The chapter then continues to list every piece, all the furnishings, each part and parcel required for final assembly. And the chapter ends as follows, And when Moses saw that they had performed all the tasks as the Lord had commanded, so they had done, Moses blessed them. Exodus chapter 39, verse 43. In other words, the blessing from Moses came before the assembly. That does not make sense. I can see Moses blessing the people after the construction of the tabernacle. But why did he bless them after seeing all the parts neatly ordered on the ground before him, but still needing to be built? Furthermore, the Midrash Tanchuma tells us that the children of Israel were soon at wit's end. They had done everything required for the building of the tabernacle. Every piece, every section, every socket and plank had been correctly manufactured. When the children of Israel, however, tried to put the Mishkan together, when they tried to construct the tabernacle, no sooner had they tried, and it fell down. Then they turned to the chief architect, Bitzalel, to assemble the pieces, and he too failed. All the wise people of Israel took a turn at putting together the tabernacle. They too were unsuccessful. It was an Ikea moment. And when Moses saw that the construction of the tabernacle was not happening, he turned to God and he complained. So God told him to assemble it himself, to which Moses said, O Lord of the world, I do not know how to put it up. The sages tell us that Moses had been perturbed for a while. 
It seems that the tabernacle and its construction had been taken out of his hands entirely. Moses had nothing to do with the nuts and bolts of the central sanctuary in the wilderness. He was merely a supervisor. So God took it upon himself to tell Moses that while others in Israel could create the separate pieces of the tabernacle, the tabernacle itself would not stand unless Moses personally set it up. Others can create the pieces, but Moses, only you can collect the pieces and make it whole. And, says the Midrash, as soon as Moses began, it was as though the tabernacle built itself. And here is where we depart from the Ikea simile. The Torah by indirection was teaching us that while Moses blessed those who fashioned the nuts and bolts of the Mishkan, only Moses could infuse it so that when completed by his hands, the presence of God would inhabit the Mishkan. Moses gave the structure a soul which builders and architects, no matter how skillful, cannot do. A stunning house may often be cold and sterile until it is inspired by the spirit of life. That was Moses' job. That was his vocation. That as leader and lawgiver. The Mishkan almost rose by itself, the Midrash says, not because Moses was more dexterous or handy, but because he, above all the others, understood the Mishkan's inner meaning and its purpose. It was Ralph Waldo Emerson who wrote, The highest praise we can attribute to any writer, painter, sculptor, builder, is that he actually possessed the thought or feeling with which he has inspired us. Moses possessed that thought and feeling, and thus only he could actually assemble the Mishkan, which would lead the way through the wilderness, through the presence of God, into the promised land. Thanks very much for listening, and stay tuned next week for another podcast. This is your host, Rabbi Israel Fellner, wishing you Shabbat Shalom.